Welcome to the Living by Design podcast. I'm Devani. I've been working in the mental health field for five years, and I have my Master of Social Work. This is your go-to podcast if you're ready to start showing up in your life with radical clarity, confidence, and courage. Every episode, you'll learn powerful practices to help you start releasing your fear and self-doubt, improving your emotional well-being, and creating a healthier, more loving relationship with yourself. Also, make sure to hop down to the show notes and join our Facebook community and grab your free copy of Start Unleashing Freedom, which is full of journal prompts and audios to get you started. So grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and let's dive in. I'm so excited to be here with Dr. Catherine. Dr. Catherine, share with us a little bit about you. Okay, so I am a psychotherapist uh, and sociologist by background, and I combine my faith and that education and about a decade of working with people online uh, to serve female entrepreneurs who want to make a difference and leave a legacy, but who are frustrated, burned out, and looking around going, uh, is, is this it? So <laughs> what I find is that the folks that I, I tend to work with are really big hearted and really capable and they want to help everyone and they get lots of opportunities because they're the person who gets things done, but they know that God put them here for more. And yet the very idea of more is just exhausting. So I help them shift their thinking so that they can be exactly who God put them here to be and do it at a God designed, no hustle pace. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> love that so much. It's so wild that you said that they look around and wonder, is this it? Because I literally feel like I went through that after grad school, like two, maybe like a year to two years after. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was burnt out. So I totally resonate with what you're saying. I've literally been there. So that's amazing. Um, so today you guys, we're going to be talking about a couple of different things, but all centered around not being conformed to this world. So Dr. Catherine, share with us, why is that so important to you? Well, personally, it's very important to me because I'm a former queen of burnout. So, <laughs> I, you know, and I'm a reformed perfectionist. So this is something that God has really been pressing on me about personally. And also, you know, working in the online world, working with entrepreneurs and I also work with competitors at, at high levels. So it's a world championship and all that sort of jazz. And, you know, I, I watch other women as well who are striving so hard and getting so burnt out and getting frustrated and all of those things. And so, you know, what, what God has been teaching me is to wise up, frankly, um, <laughs> and to, you know, to let him in the room for crying out loud because I don't know if, if any of your listeners will identify or if you identify with this, but I'm really good at going, stand by God. I've got it all under control. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and then God's like, um, beg to differ. Uh, you know, you are not designed to have control. You are not supposed to be doing everything. You are not supposed to wear your knickers over your pants or your, sorry, your tights. To, oh, what do you call them? Pantyhose over your knickers. You know, you weren't supposed to, to be that Wonder Woman running around in a cape with a tiara. As, as delightful as it is, it's not how you were wired. So, so really for me, the, the journey has been uh, a personal as much of, as a professional one. And, and seeing that actually, you know, 
our, our call to Sabbath, our call to rest, our call to use our time wisely and strategically is not to slow us down or make us less successful, actually. It's really strategic and it's really the way we were wired. You know, I mean, there's, if, I, if I can take the liberty of reading you a couple of verses that, that God's been Yeah, absolutely- please. And then I have like a million questions already typed down for you when you're... <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay. So this, this I heard more recently uh, and it was my church was doing a series on uh, like eliminating hurry from our lives. And these verses just smacked me like a two by four around the head. So it's from the message translation. It's Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Uh, I just think it's a glorious translation. So uh, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So powerful. Right? You know, and, and just encapsulated in that is, is so much of what our culture is the opposite of. Absolutely. The idea of walking anywhere. I mean, come on, there's faster ways to travel, darn it. You know, the idea of rest. I mean, when we have idolized busyness and, and see it as a mark of uh, something to be proud of, that we're so busy and so stressed out that we couldn't possibly stop. We don't have time to have coffee with a friend or, you know, let alone sleep, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, right? All, all these things militate against the very way that Jesus in those verses is going, hey, hang on a minute, like, woo watch over here. This is how you're wired. This is how you were supposed to be. You know, let me just give you a wee template here that you can compare and contrast. And that's so wild because it's like, you're saying that we are wired for the rest, right? Like we're wired to live and function this way, but it doesn't feel that way if, right? Because we grow up in this culture where we're taught like, no, you need to move quicker, be more effective. You need to do all of these things. And I know I've gone through that myself. And so it's, it's hard to even grasp like, oh my gosh, I'm actually not even made to function that way. And then even trying to grasp a step further of like, oh my gosh, I could actually live more free and lighter if I lived this way, like realizing that that could actually be helpful. It feels counterintuitive. It feels counterintuitive. Absolutely. We have been so conditioned. I mean, but let me give you a different example. So I, I live in Northern Ireland. I'm from Northern Ireland. That's what the, the, the remnants of the accent are. Goodness knows what you're hearing. But, <laughs> but somewhere deep inside, there's still a Northern Irish girl. And, you know, if you were put in a car over here, it would feel so counterintuitive to you to be driving in the other side of the car, you know, the side that you're normally. Oh, I've done that. I've been to Ireland actually. And I drove and it was definitely felt very fun. Fun is the word I'll use. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it also improved your prayer life. No end. Cause I know what the roads over here are like. <laughs> it was stressful. I have a specific roundabout in mind that was very stressful. Yes. 
I bet you do. <laughs> on the wrong, on the different side of the car, on like a different side of the road, and then in a roundabout. It was yes, yes. It's a lot. Yes, and it's it's that same way that you know. I'm not saying that one side of the road is is correct over the other, but you know, I'm I'm obviously going to side with mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the difference between what feels natural and how things were designed to be. You know, you, you were designed to, it, you know, you were designed to have rest. You were designed to live freely and lightly. I mean, good grief. What would it be like to grab hold of that concept? You know, to, to see the, the work, the dignity that, that God gives us in work and our jobs, our homes, whatever we, we have in our lives, to hold that lightly, to not be weighed down. But what would that be like? You know, I think it is really mind-blowing for most of us because we've been so conditioned in the culture that we're in. But I, I honestly, you know, and, and by all means, if the, if the Lord is speaking to you differently, ignore me uh, and listen to him. But, you know, for me, one of the big things that I felt like God is teaching me is that do not conform to the pattern of this world. You know, so as, as God has been calling me out of those conditioned things, the way things are, are done, the way that God has been teaching me, I really feel like, no, hang on a minute. We should be doing things. Di- we should look differently in this world, you know, not just by what we're saying, not just even the, the charitable acts, but in our daily walk, what would it look like if we were walking lightly through this world? I mean, whoa. That's what wild. That yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like not only, well, and I think too about like how different would that experience be for us, right? On the day to day. And then how different would that experience be for everyone who comes into contact with us? And then what else would that allow us to create or allow us to receive in our own lives if we live that way exactly yeah it's mind-blowing i will say and i know that you know there's going to be people who are hyperventilating into your brown paper bag (laughs) you know at at the very idea of this it's like but 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 but. however (laughs) and you know i'm never going to say that everybody should do this one thing right god will meet all of us where we're at that you know and and we're all in different places however for those who can grasp this i believe that there is something liberating that that god has for us that we can learn even right now however many years of hustle however many years of workaholism that we have had god isn't done with us yet you know and and i think we have a real opportunity to be a beacon uh, you know, and one of the things that God has done with me over the last couple of months was was to challenge me to work less. <laughs> He's doing and, the same with me, and it is very challenging. Yeah, you know, but do you know where it led me? So it was like, okay, I'm going to work fewer hours. All right, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, fine. I can I can experiment with that. You know, I'm fine. It's great. No, no really, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> and and so I started out and. You know, I can almost feel like God was laughing, going, uh-huh, all right, yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. Uh-huh. yeah, keep going, keep going, because I started out, it's like, okay, well, I can take an hour here, and I can take an hour there, and, you know, and I was still scheduling, work, 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 breathe, work, 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 you know, and then it was like, but actually, I work better if I have a, a decent chunk of time, so I would rather have, 
you know, my chunk of time together and then do the things that bring me joy and that, you know, give me more time out with God and all of that stuff, you know, the stuff that actually matters. <laughs> and so it came to where it was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to work half days. <gasps> what? So I, I now I'm not working in the mornings and here's the thing. Yes, I'm doing more fun stuff. Yes, I'm arguably getting more housework done as well, which I'm sure my husband loves. <laughs> <laughs> Very grateful. Thank you, Jesus. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm also more productive when I sit down. Now, can I get an amen? That working less, but when you sit down, being more focused and getting more done. You know, when, but we know this neurobiologically we know this that when we give our brain space to think when we give ourselves downtime that we actually give our brains a chance to connect you know connect the dots to make sense of things to be creative in ways we can't if we're constantly hurry 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 on the go yes. on the go, you know hustle 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 so as you know if i can be a case study uh <laughs> a reluctant case study perhaps <laughs> You know, what, what I'm finding is that, you know, shockingly enough, this stands up. You know, what Jesus did, this taking time away, this this rest, this, this, you know, taking time just to be with God and to walk with him. Notice how it doesn't say sprint, but to walk with him is, it's, 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 it's the future. It's revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I read um, the book and I'm totally blanking on the author's name. So if you know it, let me know. But um, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Is it John Mark Comer? Yes. There we go. Comer is definitely, yes. Um, And I read that and I remember somewhere, somewhere, I think it was in this book that it talked about, they had assumed like years and years, like tens of years ago, um, They'd assumed that at this point in time where we're living, that we would be working so much less because we would be so much more efficient and we would be so much more developed, right? And so he was talking about how radical it is that people are actually working more now than ever, even though with all of our technology and all of the things that we've learned and how we've evolved, we should be able to be working less. So I find what you're saying totally fascinating. And I love that you're your own case study and looking at like how much more productive you really can be. And even not only the productivity, but like the level of your work, like you're showing up feeling refreshed and creative and in tune with God, you know, and in tune with yourself. And then it's like productive, but then also the level of how you're showing up, you know, it's like a higher level of service for you and your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's freeing me, you know, I'm learning so much more like, and I really see how God is changing me very quickly. You know, things that had, had felt stuck for years, you know, my own little glass ceilings, self-imposed, obviously, uh, glass ceilings, how God has just gone. All right. Okay. You're ready. Okay. Carry on. And, And they're gone you know, but it's, it it comes from taking that time with God and it comes from, you know, I'm not a Jesus junior. I'm not setting myself up as Holy Joe, but 
but even someone like me who is generally a very remedial learner when it comes to God and generally needs things signposted neon 10 foot high or a two by four to the head, you know, give me it really obvious God, please. No subtlety, you know, I'm going to miss it. You know, so if I can get this, if I can see this, if I, even my little brain can wrap itself around how Jesus actually had it right and was really onto something, uh, you know, then... It's weird, right? It's a weird concept that Chris was doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think would be a couple of first steps? Like if we have someone who, like you said, has a brown paper bag and they're hyperventilating, like, no, 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 this isn't going to work for me. Um, what would be a couple of first steps, do you think, to get them started? I'm going to get you to, well, I am going to suggest that you go back and read those verses again. So Matthew 11, 28 to 30, go read those, go have a wee chat with God and go, right, what, where do you want me to start in this? Which bit of this? Because there's an awful lot packed in there, you know, so definitely I'm going to send you back to God because, you know, uh, <laughs> however, I will also say that, look, you don't have to commit to something forever, Right you know, to just, if, if this feels big and scary, and of course it might, because everybody else is doing it. It is the pattern of this world. It's what you've been conditioned into and possibly been doing for decades. So it's gonna feel weird. It may feel incredibly decadent to give yourself an hour to play on a school day, you know, if that's what's possible for you. But I dare you to experiment, to just play with it. Now you can go back to your hustle tomorrow or even later in the day but just experiment with what happens if you do something joyous if you do take that time out you know and, and that's not an excuse to go do some other busy work but you know what I mean to do something that is restful for your soul what what happens right once you get past the you know the guilt and the I should be doing this I you know the shooting yourself once, once you get that to sit down and shush, what then, you know, just baby, baby steps. Don't expect too much from yourself. You know, if you're changing the habits of a lifetime, that takes more than one shot, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I love that so much. That's, it's funny that you say that because that's actually something that I've done with myself. Like, okay, well, if I'm going to look at it, like I've been doing things, it's so funny. I just told my husband this yesterday too. Like, Okay. So, Cause I feel like God is shifting me also into working less and like really refining where I'm showing up in my business and like really helping me identify areas where I am spending time where I don't need to be spending time, you know? And so just really clarifying. Um, and so I was thinking like, you know, I've been doing this a certain way for this amount of time and this is the result I've gotten. And so I'm feeling called, I'm feeling led to shift and to try something new. And then I'm going to see the result of that. And I, I remember doing the same thing on my journey of like getting a lot more comfortable with like metaphorically, I use the term metaphorically raising my hand, right? So like showing up, letting myself be seen, letting myself be heard. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, I've been doing this right? Like not sharing my feelings, not sharing all of these things for so long. And this is the result I've gotten. So I'm just going to try it. Like you said, I'm just going to try it for a week or even a day, or even literally if you have to start with like an hour, 
just for the next hour. Like I'm just going to totally like be really open and authentic and just share who I am, my weird quirky self. Right. And let myself be seen and heard for the next hour. And I'm going to see what happens. Just allowing yourself to like play in the possibilities because so often we just get so used to doing things how we've been doing them forever. But like you said, all of these standards or ways that we're living, I'm doing air quotes, um, are, are all self-imposed. It's things that we've learned or things that now we feel like we have to do, but it's like, we have so much capability to show up in a different way or try new things. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that that, you know, if you think about how God is in his character, you know, God, God is creator and we were, we are made in God's image. So we will be creative and we have permission to be creative actually and to think of a different way of doing things and to not just conform to the way that, that things have always been done or that we've always done them. And I know I'm harping on at that verse, but there is such, there's such an opportunity for us to carve a new path that is life-giving for people, whether they know Christ or not, you know, that is more healthy, that reduces rates of anxiety and desire for, or, or need for the, the um, medicines to, to manage that, you know, that reduces suicide rates, that is more equitable. These are not pipe dreams. They're perfectly possible, but they're not going to be possible if we don't explore them if yeah. we don't have vision for them if we don't speak life to the dead dry bones as it were you know and and so that really does require you know and i i, I believe that that's why god said you know do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind it's not an accident that that's the signpost going hello folks come on Woo pay attention here you know it's not an optional extra it's yeah. This is, this is something we really need to get serious about. Um, and yes, of yeah. course, therapist, I would, <laughs> you know, therapist and coach, of course I would be into that. But, but you know, we weren't, God, God meets us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us there. Yeah. I love what you said too, though, about, about we have a responsibility to show up and to allow ourselves to believe that something else is possible, right? To renew our minds daily. Like we have that responsibility to, to show up that way and to try and to make that effort as well. Absolutely. And we're not alone in that, you know, like this is not about human striving either. Right. Um, because especially for those of us who, who claim Christ, or that, that's the, you know, who I'm speaking to on this, you know, you, you are indwelt by the spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Like grab a hold of that. That's hard to even comprehend. Yeah. It's mind blowing, isn't it? If you, yeah. if you really sit with that, like your mind just starts to like short circuit, doesn't it? It's, it's huge. But to contemplate that actually, you know, it's not about me or you going, stand by God, we've got this own under control. It's about going, all right, God, show me, where am I going? You know, I, I want to watch you. I want to see how you do it. Just keep me between, as we would say over here, keep me between the hedges. You know, like, keep me on the right road. <laughs> and, you know, walking with God. 
So it's not this, it's something that we, we have to feel like, oh my gosh, here's another responsibility. Oh my gosh, here's something else I've got to carry. <laughs> You're kidding me? No, it's, it is that lightness. Yeah. And it's, I feel like one of those things that, um, one of those things that when you decide to take on, really you're taking that on, but you're releasing and letting go of so much more. So really it's like you said, it's more free, it's more light. And yes, it may feel like, oh my gosh, this is something, you know, but it's like really what you're releasing when you take on that commitment of like, no, I'm going to be spirit led. I'm going to release and let him guide me. And really, yeah, like you said, like using his strength, like nothing that we do should be by our strength. Like, and if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and, you know, frazzled, you're probably leaning too much on your own, either understanding or on your own strength, right? Absolutely. Preach it. I mean, and what, what comes up, it was just interesting, something that you said made me think that the, the what will come up for people when they're hearing this as well is that but nobody else is doing this. You know, they'll look around and go, but this is so uh, different. I'm, I'm having to stand out from the crowd type of thing. And, and I get that that can be really scary. And I get that that can make you feel like you're utterly bonkers. You know, that you finally lost the plot. But we are not called to be like everybody around us. We're not called to mimic them or to... Uh, do what they do just because it's the done thing you know we are pioneers in a strange land Um, and it's so powerful to find community of people who are doing it similarly yeah because i totally feel that and i would say too even like this has been my own journey of even with my coaching business it is so easy to look around and to see. So whether, whether you're an entrepreneur or, you know, whether you are a mom or whatever you're doing, it is so easy to look around and to see other people doing things a certain way and to feel, and this is something that I went through to feel like, well, they must know something that I don't know. So I'm going to follow what they're doing because they're doing it. And that means it must be right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, to, I mean, I, I don't know if you'd agree, but for me, part of what this comes back to as well is our very definition and understanding of success. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and why, what, to what end? I mean, this is a question I've, I've been asking a lot of, of my clients uh, uh, and I've started asking it in the mastermind diamond as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to what end? Okay, so what? You're a six, seven figure earner. To what end? What's the point? You know, and I'm not dissing that. Fantastic. Good for you. But to what end? And at what cost? Because everything we do, and I'm, again, I'm not bashing ambition. Uh, I got big dreams. I help people achieve big dreams. So I have nothing against that, right? <laughs> but if that's our only marker and benchmark of success, we will end up chasing after other people, exactly as you say. You know, we'll, oh, that person's doing better than me. That person's got a bigger following than me. That person's, you know, oh, they're here, there, and everywhere. They're spending all this on Facebook ads. Oh my gosh, I must do that. Must you though? You know, that, that comparison piece, no, no, no. Is God calling you to that? If so, go, go do it. If not, what are you doing? Yeah. There's a Bible verse that I've been, um, so I started 
choosing one Bible verse to focus on each week. So instead of like, I still do my devotional and I look at different verses each day, but I'm really focusing and writing one verse each day for the week. Um, and so one, and I, hopefully you can help me cause I'm totally going to butcher it is, um, setting, setting your gaze mm-hmm. on the things ahead. Right. And like, so the summary of it is setting your gaze on the things that are ahead and not letting one of the translations says not letting yourself get distracted. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea of like, just keep, I love that you said that is God calling you to that? Because he may be calling that person to that, but he may not be calling you to that, but you see it and it looks pretty and exciting and maybe you want it, but it's, you have to ask yourself. And I, I think something really powerful too, that so like we all should be, this is just me, you know, we all should be doing is asking yourself, like, what is success to me? Because Mm -hmm. we see all of these societal ideas of success, like you said. So I see other coaches who are saying that they're making, you know, 10K a month, 20, 30K a month. And so we automatically just assume those and just take that on and say, oh, well, that should be my goal then. If I'm a coach as well, that should be my goal. And it's like, okay, so learning to take a step back and really asking myself, like, what does success actually mean to me? Like what in, in this season, I like to use season. So in this season for me, what would success look like for me? Right. I don't, I don't need to make 20 K right now. Like that's not, that's not my goal for right now, you know? So it's like really asking yourself, what would success look like to me? And then really staying right. Keeping your gaze on that. 100%. 100%. And I think it's that, you know, I think God also, for me at least, has been challenging me that, you know, when I set those goals, and I totally felt what you're talking about, that, oh my gosh, you know, I'm I'm in this mastermind with people that are earning so much more than me. And what does that mean? And I I should get there and da, da, da. And God was like, hang on a minute. Well, what's that about? You know, mm, you talk about impact, but is it? Because where am I in that? And, and really, God challenged me around, no, are you, are you letting me in on this at all? By, you know, let alone being led by, by him, you know? And it was a real challenge to go, actually, are you prepared to let go of those benchmarks? Because those benchmarks are in danger of telling you something about yourself, right? You're in danger of getting your identity from some of those benchmarks are you willing to give those up right are you willing to give those up and and, you know go where i'm calling you uh and of course i did it really easily and quickly and you know without any whining at all totally totally yeah i I don't need all the money yeah i don't i don't need to focus on that i don't want that you know never wanted it anyway (laughs) but you know there was definitely like what are you doing god (laughs) and but God is, 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 God is refining us and God knows what is right for us at the right time. And when we fix our eyes on Christ, when we do, you know, strain towards what lies ahead and leaving behind, as you say, you know, that beautiful verse, leaving behind what should be behind, you know, God's got us, you know, we, we have incomparable riches lying ahead of us, regardless of what's in our bank account. You know? And that may be in your bank account. Like that may be coming ahead, right? We don't know. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you know, it's the, the real freedom is in going, do you know what? Other people might be freaking out about falling short of their 10 grand this month target or whatever they set themselves. We've got the power of the risen Christ indwelling us. Like, you know, I need to catch myself on. Speechless. Literally right? speechless. Yes. You know what I mean? If, if I want to get heads up on how many grand I'm bringing in this month, instead of meditating on that, I really need to take myself off and have a wee talk with myself, don't I? You know, it's not wise. It's, you know, like, let's, let's just put a little perspective on all this. You yeah. Know? yeah. And it's and not really- to diminish success. It's yeah. not at all to diminish you know, and, and yes, absolutely, we, we can use money as God blessed us. You know, those talents, whatever they are, whether they're financial or gifts or whatever, you know, we're supposed to be good stewards of them. So whatever we got, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing, all of that. I'm not taken away from any of that. But, you know, we are part of an eternal patchwork and things are so much bigger than, than today. Yeah. And really, where are we putting our focus and our attention and our, you know, I feel like a huge thing that comes up when we have these other markers, or even this is something that comes up a lot is finding that balance between appreciating where you are Mm -hmm. and being excited about where you're going. Right. And that's been, it's, it's really challenging. Like that is really challenging. And it's like, you have to be so intentional about making sure that that's balanced or else you will get caught up. And then when that happens, when you have your eyes on something that you don't have right now, that robs you of your peace, that robs you of your joy, your ability to really appreciate where you are. Totally. Yeah. That, that balance is such a tricksy one, isn't it? <laughs> it's subtle. And, you know, I think it's one of those that us humans are, are always going to be bouncing back and forth, aren't we? You know, it's part of our definition of being uh, flawed. <laughs> yeah. Something I would love to touch on before we um, close up is, is just this idea you had mentioned earlier of, like self-compassion is one of my favorite things. And so just being really gentle with yourself, like as you are committing, right? As you're committing and deciding, okay, I'm going to try to start to slow down a little bit and to really, really work with God and see like, how does he want me showing up? What does he want these areas of my life to look like? Like in all the ways, right? Like God just come in and really give me direction and give me clarity on what I can shift, like what can be more aligned with you. And as you start to do that, be so gentle and compassionate because like Dr. Catherine said, you have been living a certain way for so long. Like it is so ingrained in you, not only in your spiritual self, but also in your brain, like, you know, the neuroscience side of it, like it's ingrained in so many different facets of who you are. So just be compassionate and gentle with yourself. I love that. Yeah. And that's a great reminder because again, another thing we're socialized into is to be really hard on ourselves. You know, we're often so well conditioned to expect such perfection of ourselves nothing is ever good enough and that is is so harmful you know it's so harmful so um again it's something that 
I came from such a dark place of, of self-loathing. And so I, I totally resonate with this, that it, it's not being soft on yourself. It's not being soft and fluffy. It's not, you know, letting yourself off the hook or any of that nonsense that your little whispers in your, in your head will try and tell you it is. It's, it's honoring that you are made in the image of God and that you're not all bad. You know, yeah. there was some good stuff put in there. Yeah. And I, one of the one of the tips, if I can give one on, on this, is to be really, really careful to pay attention to your words. You know, it's sometimes easier to catch the things you speak than the things that go on in your head. But start getting really careful about what are you speaking out. You know, the, the Bible says the, the power of life and death is in the tongue. You know, which are you speaking over yourself? Because that that one mouth that you've got is speaking out things that those two ears are hearing and that brain that the good Lord gave you, it does its darndest to make a reality out of whatever comes out of your mouth. So be super, super careful and super, super kind, uh, more than you think you need to be. You know, it's, it's like add extra sprinkles. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're, if you're making, you know, if you're going to scoop by ice cream, give yourself an extra scoop and add some sprinkles. That's the way to talk to you. Talk over yourself, please. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love what you said. Like your, your brain is literally trying to create a reality based off of what you're saying. And I love that. And it, I think you're totally right, especially for people who are kind of newer on the journey. It's much easier to catch your words. I was talking mm-hmm. to someone recently and they were saying something about their money situation. And I was like, don't speak that out loud. Like, yeah, we can, we can vent for a second. You know, if we're, if we're in it, that's fine. Like that's healthy. You need that. However, don't just in passing say that that's what it is and that that's your experience. Like don't speak that over yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really funny, you know, in, in, especially in the competition work I do where, you know, I'll do seminars with people and then sometimes be, be at the, the competitions that follow and it's really funny how I've, I've literally been standing there minding my own business, watching somebody competing and someone beside me has gone, Oh, I can't say that because she's standing there. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't even aware of what you were saying until you, you know, you brought me into the conversation and now, Oh, I'm going to call you on it because I'm going to find out what you said. But, but you know, it, it, that sometimes is, is the way that we start to catch and that we can be convicted to help us grow and that, that we're not speaking out exactly, exactly like you said, that we're not ugh, speaking defeat and rubbish over ourselves. A really powerful way to start doing that too is finding, um, like finding Bible verses that mm-hmm. speak to you or that will speak life over maybe, you know, a couple of challenging reoccurring thoughts that you have or challenging areas of your life, like find Bible verses on those things. And I, I asked my clients to do this, like write out the verse and post it around your house, put it on yeah. post-its, put it on your mirror with an expo marker, like post it as your lock screen post them around so that you're reminded and that's how you start creating those shifts. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You, you, uh, funny. I'm laughing at you because I say exactly the same with the mirror, like the mirror and, and Sharpie or whatever pen it is like, yes, absolutely. Cover that mirror. <laughs> well, clearly not covered at all. I, the other one I use is the car visor. I have little cards. And so if you put them in the visor so that, you know, when you put that down, Oh, look, there's my, another reminder 
you know, somewhere else I'm going and I'm going to be reminded of, of those promises and stand in on those promises, you know, they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this was so good and so juicy. I'm like, how am I going to summarize what we talked about? Because we <laughs> talked about so much. Um, but this was so incredible. So incredible. Thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you? Okay. So I am on social media. So the biggest problem you're going to have is spelling my name because Catherine is the dreadful name to spell at the best of times. Mine is literally Catherine with a K. So K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E. So if you put a DR in front of that, so I go by Dr. Catherine and you can find me at drcatherine.com. So D-R-K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E.com or on Facebook or Insta or wherever else you fancy finding me, you'll probably find me there. It would be Perfect. lovely to hear from you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for we'll having me. talk to you guys soon. Did you love this episode? If you answered yes to that, I would so appreciate if you headed down and left a rating and a review. That would mean so much to me. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for spending your time here, and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.